Hemshech Hayim Beis, Volume 1, we're middle of Chapter 72, page 135, Kuf The beginning of Discourse 19, Anila Daidi, Second day of Rosh Hashanah, Tafresh Ayin Gimel, 1912. After explaining the five levels of Baruch Sha'amar in the process from beyond existence to existence or from non-existence to existence, which correspond to the five levels of the soul, the five levels of Baruch Sha'amar, and then uh, the other four levels, he now applies the same structure, the same process to the prayer at the end of, after Pesukah Tzimra, when we go called Birchus Yetzer. This is uh, So he's going through each step of that prayer. And we so far discussed step number one. Actually going to be seven steps here. Because in this prayer we shall see that in addition to the five, there's two more that precede the five. And that is and then the next step will be So Summing up, what is Elikei Elam? So he first explains, it's a little introduction, he says, we cannot say an Atmos, we can't say and call him any type of name or description. Because any name limits him, any name describes a particular identity or personality. Some Tfisa Vagdoran, which means that it's confined or defined by that particular role. Like saying the name Ma'er. The name Ma'er. Which means a luminary. You can't say that. The sun you could call Moir, because the sun is all, all it is is really being a source of light. Or a source of whatever it's a source of. You can't say the same regarding to regarding Atmos. So what when we can't call him by name, but when you do describe and you want to say something, simply because we have no other words. I'm sorry, just one more thing. So when do we call him Moir? When we're talking about how, we're speaking about how he from him emits energy, or Oyer. That's when we call God Moir. But we can't call that, it's not, you can't define that, that's really his meaning. What we could define, or what we could describe, or, or call God, is only with the name Boyer. As he explains, that is the level of al Elam. The first words in Birch Yitzhah, Al-Kei Elam, Elam. Because this, Beira is not just a title or a description. Beira teaches us about the personality of Atmos. And it basically breaks it down to a few things. Number one, the fact that he creates um, shows us that he's Kadman Hamiti, that he's the first cause, or Kadman Hamiti is the first primal driving energy, the first primordial or primal entity, Kadman Amiti. Nothing precedes him, so to speak. And that's where he has the power to create Yeshmaen, as I explained. And that he exists in a form of Mitzvah, built in Mitzvah Nimtza, in a form of non-existential existence. And he cited what it says from Agar Sarkage, that was cited earlier in chapter 69, that the Hisavos comes from Atmos, specifically Atmos is the only one that can create Yesh Ma'ayin, a Yesh, 
Because his existence comes from within himself. That's why he has the power to create something that has no that has no cause or root in the field of Asiba. And because he can do that, that tells us that he's a built in that he doesn't exist in any type of way that we would call existence. A non-existential existence is how I described it. And that's why he had two points. That's why the Hisavas itself, also in existence, we have a reflection of these two elements. One is that we also feel like we have no cause. Intellectually, the Yesh does not have a root like a process of a, 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 higher, a hierarchy, a hierarchical um, an order of gradations, like Yesh mi Yesh, cause effect, cause effect. And also emotionally, as I explained, that we don't feel we have a cause. We don't feel what, that anything put us here. Like we're self-made. That comes from Atmos in the village. And the second that has no cause. And the second thing is that we don't really exist because our existence is very temporary and uh, does not have any substance of its own. Yesh is ischatus. Everything that we have is was put here. So on our own, we have no real in, in real existence. We have it's a negligible, a uh, called a no substance, substanceless type of existence, and that reflects on the substanceless existence of Atmos, which is substanceless, obviously, in the positive sense that he does not exist as what we call something that exists. It doesn't really define. You can't call it that he really exists. You can just say he does not not exist. All this is hinted to in the words Elikei Elam Ber Elam. And now he continues with the rest of the steps in um, in the prayer. Right before Shema. Then he continues. The next thing is Elikei Elam. So he says now Barachamecha Harabim. Masha'ama Barachamecha Harabim. What it says, Barachamecha Harabim, which means with abundant compassion. We can say this is the level of revelation and energy and light and revelation from Atmos. So the second level, is the field of energy that I discussed. This is now, Atmos has left, so to speak, we're not talking anymore built in Metzius Nimtza. We're not talking about the Beira. We're not talking about the source itself. We're talking about the first emission from the source, the first expression. And its first expression is is the level of Er. So it's Er Vagilim and Atmos. Atmos itself is not in the category of revealed, not revealed, or healed, or, or concealed. Er is already some type of expression. As I discussed, you can say it's mitzis built a mitzis nimtza becoming a mitzis nimtza. So now you're talking about something that does exist. It's far beyond us and something we can relate to. That's why he says it's asmus ha'ir. So we're still talking higher. This is the place where the rutzen will, will will emerge. Did you find it? On Shomer Bichus Yetzer is. Say it every day in davening. 
Amer. Amer Lord. Okay. So now we're talking the place, the field of energy before the simple and seamless desire arose. So he continues, This is the energy as it's as it's the way it's ain't safe mamish. Remember we spoke earlier that energy is not the energy of Ain Saf. It itself is Ain Saf. Maybe you could just say Sheena Boy. That doesn't have within him and not capable of having any name yet. Remember this was called Etzema'er. This was discussed earlier. Etzema'er is Pashtusa'er. He spoke about those two levels. He said that Etzema'er <coughs> he began discussing that when he asked the question that um, that uh, the sun and the soul do have some function. So he spoke the differences that Aspastusay, you could say, already begins to have a function. Etzema'er is completely the way Er is not even Er. It's the concept of Er. The essence of Er. And that's where there's no name yet. The name emerges, when you say a name, it's already in this extension of it, which is Ruts and Desire. So though I explained this earlier, let me just explain a little more before we continue on here. When you talk about the source itself, Atmos, as he described, really you're talking about a reality that is the essence of the true reality, the essence of all reality, a reality that is something we cannot relate to, except through certain senses, you know, the fact that we sense we're self-made or we have no cause gives us a little taste of that. The sense that our existence has, uh, is really substanceless because it has nothing. It just thinks it's something. But it's really a force that's like, like a stone would imagine that it becomes a bird because it's flying for a moment. That's how existence is, using that example. All it is is someone else made the stone fly. Now the stone has convinced itself it's a flyer. So taking that to the next level, well, the whole yesh is only here because something is breathing and wanting it, willing it. But once it's here, it thinks it's a big thing. Then you realize that it has no substance. The whole substance, the fact that, you, that, that without that energy you wouldn't be, and the fact that, that when the energy we're, we're, um, is um, so, uh, used up, is um, depleted, you steep, don't exist. And that, like I said, with the river, with the spring, that after seven years, before seven years, it's going to dry up. So even now it's drying already. So that becomes, that tells us, built in Mitzis Nimtza. But those are a glimpse, a sense. You still can live your life and convince yourself you are yes. But bottom line is, Atzimus, however, is that true reality. The true reality. And he's one who's able to place, create a reality like ours. It's almost, just to use an example, two types of teachers. One teacher is great, but he's unable to create an independent student. He can teach a student. He can train him. But the student always remains a student and always is dependent on the teacher to answer questions. Then there's a teacher that because he himself has independence, 
So he's able to, to convey that to a student, give him the courage and the confidence and the methodology to be independent himself. If existence like ours was rooted in a place that does not have, that has a cause, or that is not built in Mitzvah Nimsa, our existence would at the end of the day have to reflect that type of reality. In other words, if you are, uh, like the sun gives off light, that's all it can do. It's going to give off light. It's not going to give off uh, uh, grasshoppers. That's what its personality is like. So for something to be able to create an entity like ours and its type of existence, it itself has to have those elements, obviously. This still doesn't define God. It just teaches us about things about him that make him completely different than all of existence. So when you talk about Atmos, what is it in the Gea? both intellectually and Aveda, both philosophically and psychologically. Atmos is telling us that our reality is not the real thing. That's the real thing. However you extrapolate it, through Yudhiyas Ashlila, through negating, through process of elimination, however you extrapolate it, Elikei Elam teaches us that. So when you say Elikei Elam and Birchus Yetzer, you're focusing on a reality that's completely unlike ours. Period. Now, what, one part of it is Le Nimtza. But Mitzvah is built in Mitzvah Nimtza. Another part is Mitzvah Musa. Another part is Kadman. However, you, you can go on and on. Basically, figure out what, what our existence is like and then see whatever it's not. You know, like that. I mean, the things he said here. The bottom line is, you're, you're, through understanding an existence that's temporary and negligible, through our own perception of things, we get a perception, we can get a perception of what put us here. That what put us here cannot be like us. Let's put it that way. So really it's about a clear understanding who's who. In the language of the Rebbe Rashab. When you know with who you're dealing with, you have a different derecheres. You're Naboyre and Nivra are not the same realities. They're not, he's the first cause and we're the last of the process. Like he's, the, he's on top of the chain, he's the boss, and we're the workers. No. You're talking about a completely qualitatively different type of reality. That's, I'm just, I'm, I want to just contrast. That's a certain meditation and contemplation that helps us weaken, you can say, our yesh into thinking that we're all it. You're not it. You put, you're, you're put here. That's the real it. Now, because that's the real it, he can create an it that thinks that it's the real it, or all the things that we feel. That's that's the point. Then comes the second. Why, why does he have to be a real it to create an it that, 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 that thinks that feels it's the real it? I, I don't see why that's a necessity. He doesn't have to. Oh. Of course he doesn't have to. No, but no, he no. did. No, no, no. Why must he be the real it? Because there's no way that you can create something so that's completely not like yourself. It, it, it's simple. He doesn't have to. Yeah. There's a lot of things he has he, that he could have done that he didn't do. We, but one thing is that. If our source would be light, we wouldn't have this feeling of... Right. It, if we were coming I from... I see how that follows. I see what you're saying. But I don't see how there's a logical it's, it's, imperative for that. It's absolutely logical. The sun can only create light. It that's cannot create independent forces. That's not all... I mean, that, that's the only giving the sun. I'll give you a million examples. Water... As far as it flows, it'll always be water unless you throw something else into it. That's fine. Right. Everything is, it shapes what, 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 in its own image. Simple as that. Okay, so... I mean, look, you can 
push it, but what, what do you what? I don't see a logical imperative. What you know. Okay, fine, but I I, I do. Okay. The, it, huh? No, it's basic. Maybe just explain the game. I think you think about it, and it's not it's 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 uh, it's the words from the Tanya. Unless you say that our yesh, as I said yesterday at length, unless you say it's an illusion, and it's just a clipper. So it's, in other words, we're coming to a selfish type of thing. You could say that too. But the Alter Rebbe no, it's not that way. You could argue that. Before the Alter Rebbe, how did you learn the fact that we feel, that I feel I have no cause and no source? You could say that's the root of all selfishness. That's the root of the symptom, the concealment of God's presence. That's why we think we're self-made. The Alter Rebbe says no. He goes deeper. He wants to show us that there's a part of us. That's I, I elaborated on this at length yesterday. And same thing with built the Mitzis Nimtza. You could also argue the other way, that the fact that our, our existence is substanceless just shows us, like the Bali Musa would say, that we're worthless, like we say in Yom Kippur and Davening. We're all dust and ashes. We're just nothingness. Chassidus teaches us that even those elements also are rooted in Atmos. Of course you could argue that it comes from somewhere else. But let's put it this way. If you go deeper, deeper achdus is understanding that the yesh and even that element that is so fundamental to our self-independent self that that is such the root of so many problems is rooted in atzmus creates a fu- fundamental relationship with atzmus. Certainly, God means that even anyway. Certainly, God could have chosen to make us, and He will. As I said, as I said, one second. I mean, so I mean that that. But the question, and, and so He wanted us to be like that, to be in that way similar to Him. But it's possible that somebody that caught forbid I mean, let's say there's somebody that was not as good as God, but tremendously, tremendously advanced to make us, to, to make us. Uh, no, no, no way, no impossible. Why? You just said it could be Tzimtzum, no, like you said, the clipper can forestall. No, but then it's an illusion. Then, 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 then you have to say. The he says he wants to say it's an illusion. Fine. So we're not saying it's an illusion. We're, we're, Okay, fine. That's the whole point. Yeah, we're saying that it's real, you know. Exactly. This world is real, and our sense of yeshus is real. By the way, the symptom is necessary. You know why? Because if there was no symptom and there was no process of concealment, again, we would have no way to have a relationship with God. Because then it would just be is to create something like he says. Tomim, he said. But the symptom helps us understand the process. In other words, if there was no symptom, yes, you can have a yesh, but then there would be no way of creating awareness. The yesh would just be a yesh. Be like, we would sense that we're self-made or that we have no source, but we'd have no way to reconnect to the source and recognize that that's coming from Atmos. That would be the reality. It would be a, like a total disconnect type of thing. So the symptom actually has a benefit because the symptom. this is why, that's exactly where I'm leading to now. Because why don't you just have that Atmos and yesh? The answer is, that's why you need the rest of the steps. That's why it's called It's in his compassion. So now... That's all fine from Atmos' point of view. Because then the yesh of this world is basically Atmos has that power. And that's what he's done. That's not the goal, however. The goal is there should be a, a uh, revealed and a conscious and a, a, and a relationship also on our terms. So that's why now we have a whole lot of process. Now we have a thing called Ur. Er. Comes the next step. Ur er is now 
The meditation of air, contemplation of air, is not an Atmos being of completely different reality that put us here. Remember, the focus here, by the way, is not that we have an element of Atmos in us. That's already, that's almost not incidental. It's a detail. The main focus is that Atmos is completely different than us. How do you come to that? By seeing that he created us. So through that, you come to realize he's that way. Buddha teaches us all that. And by looking at us, you come to understand the two elements of Mitzvah's built in Mitzvah's Nimtza. Mitzvah's Matzmusa and Mitzvah's built in Mitzvah's Nimtza. That's all in Elke Elam, Buddha. Now comes step two. Step two is Atmos wanted us to have a conscious relationship with him. Not just this, like he said, Miploi Tam. How do you pronounce Tamim? Tamim. Tamim. Yeah, me play Tamim Dame. Tamim Dame. Tamim Dame. Play Tamim Dame. That's Kol Yochel. That's maybe why he even adds it in the parentheses. Because that's the Kol Yochel part that just says God can put that into us. Now comes the next step, which begins the process. A process that is part that creates a structure. That creates a structure. A structure of how God manifests all this in some type of orderly way. And also allows us the steps to reconnect. That's what's going on. So the next step is Eir. Eir is no longer, the meditation here is not on that God is completely different than us, a different type of existence. Now the meditation is that this Mitzis, built in Mitzis Nimtza, has created a field of energy. A field of energy merges from it that is still seamless, substanceless, Completely ain't safe. You can't even call it. doesn't have any name or description. So in that way, you can say it has similar thoughts, but it's not Mitzvah's built to Mitzvah's nimtz. It's not the source. It's like I said earlier. It's something that has everything the source has, but it's not the source. So you can't say ain't chilo. You can't say it has no beginning. You can say ain't safe. It has total bitl. It has no yeshes. As a matter of fact, this air does not have the feeling of Enlei Ilavisiba. It actually knows that it has a source all the time. It's, but, but it's beyond consciousness. It doesn't need to know that it has a source. It's not like uh, someone that senses, like an angel says, or, you know, or like Yaakov wakes up and says, Ah, God is in this place. It's non-conscious. It's a, it's a completely, it, it's, it's not a, it's like Rad Law. Even higher than that. It does not need to be conscious and aware of its source. It just is a reality. And it also is not built in Mitzis Nimtza. Because in a way, even though it has not, it has mitzvahs, but it's also uh, the world has less substance than Eir does. Eir has value because it's divine energy. This world is is just is is, uh, is like the stone that's flying. We have no value of on our own except from Atmos. Eir has already some type of uh, I can't call it independent value, but it has its kedusha. It is a sense of of divine energy. This world. Is precise. It's negligible. Negligibility of this world, or the substanceless of this world, is because it's like the stone that is just a mitzvah that's being placed here. Air also has the element that it completely senses its source, but because it has no substance of its own, so in a way, it turns around and it's more of a mitzvah nimtza, where we have more built-in mitzvah nimtza than than air does. It doesn't, it doesn't have or... There's no such thing as consciousness at that level yet. Consciousness is a creation. Consciousness is actually the creation of an object and a subject. I am aware of something. When you're really into something, you don't have to be aware of it. You're, the, you're it. Like I mentioned about life. What does life feel like? What is your left leg doing right now? Does a water get wet? Does a fish get wet? It is wetness. 
you, there's, you can know something, and then you can be knowledge. When you are knowledge, the subject and object meld into one. We don't relate to that because we live in a world of a plurality, a duality of me and something. There's no duality. It's all one seamless energy. The only thing it's not is built in Mitzvah's Nimtza. The interesting thing, other places will learn, that it carries the built in Mitzvah's Nimtza of Atzmus. To, because it's the carrier of everything. And because God wants a system and he wants us to be able to retrace the steps, so Ur carries it so we can relate to it. In fact, we can talk about it. It's because there's Ur. If there was only Atmos, we wouldn't be able to talk about this whole thing. We wouldn't be able to discuss it, try to understand it, try to inter- internalize it. Because then it would be Atmos, put a stone there, that's the, the, the Yeshamiti, put a Yeshanivra. That's it. No, no, no discussion. The fact that we can talk about it, that we can work on it, that we can help it. So that's where Ur is paradoxical in that way. See what I'm trying to say? It's On one hand, it's less Mitzvah's Nimtza than, than Yesh. You know, you could say Ur is no substance, it's iron. Bottle to its source. It's completely... I'm not saying that yet. No, no, no. But on the other hand, it has value. Yesh has no value. Ur, independently speaking, Ur is God's energy. Yesh just says I'm big and powerful. But it really has no substance. We die at the end. Ur is really ain't soft. It doesn't die. Does it carry also the Yeshmi That's another story. Let's not go there even. That yeah, confuses yeah. the matter. That's a separate story because that's because of its bittel, so it also, but it's not rooted in itself. It's not Atmos. It comes from Atmos. Let's not go there a second. Let me, I just want to deal with the first step. The first step is that Ur, a completely bottle, but it's not Einla Ila Vesiba, and it's not Matsusim Atmuse, and it's not, doesn't have that sense, nor does it want to have that sense, and it's also not Matsus built to Matsus Nimtza. On the other hand, it is, it is, it's, it's basically, you know what it is? It's, this is the strange thing. Atmos is built in Mitzvah's Nimtzah, The Yesh comes from there. But there, you don't have a relationship. You don't have a Dira B'Tachtenim. You don't have a Mashiach. You don't have a, a real relationship. You have a force that created that. Oyer, paradoxically, teaches us how to become a real Mitzvah's. And connect and realize that our yeshes comes from yesh amiti. That our built mitzvahs nimtza comes from built mitzvahs nimtza. So it's mitzvahs that teaches us about built mitzvahs nimtza, if you want to put it that way. Because the yesh, the physical reality, is really a mitzvahs that feels it's a built mitzvahs nimtza. Remember, we're not really a built mitzvahs nimtza, nor are we a yesh amiti. We feel we have no cause. It comes from there. So we really are not that. So how do we become aware that we're not that? Atmos alone, in a sense, not that he can achieve it, but if he achieves it, it's in his power, not ours. So, er, ironically, you have to first have something that is not, that is bottled to alukus, and senses that it has a source, in a nonsense way, and, you know, without consciousness. Nonsense yeah. And, and it's a mitzvah, that teaches us how our mitzvah can connect the built-in mitzvah. Huh? Okay, so that's the second level. That's why it's so important to focus on because you, know, you can say, what do we need to go further? I have this connection with Atmos and Gendikt. Yeah, that's very fine. Then it's completely on Atmos terms and you have no connection. You have no relationship with it. You know now a fact. The second thing is obviously, that, like I said, it would be like someone saying, I do God's mitzvahs. That's all I want to know. But if you don't have Tera, 
the, the wisdom of Torah. You don't have the knowledge, but first of all, your mitzvahs are not going to be informed, and they're not going to be, as they say about tshuva, maizim tevim. Tshuva is very powerful. It reaches the source, but it's not maizim tevim ma'idim. Instead, you need to have also that tshuva maizim tevim, that the tshuva makes the maizim tevim not just actions, but they should be illuminated actions. They should be filled with warmth. Like someone said, you know what, I'll build, a, I'll build you a home. You go into the home, it's not warm, it's not cozy, it's not comfortable. So there's a point here that needs to have that, that it shouldn't just be an action that connects itself to the source, but that action should be permeated with a primizdika feeling. Number two is that um, you can also then justify and say, you know what, okay, hey, I, I feel no cause and no source. I feel that because I come from Atmos and that's enough. No, it's not enough. It's, enough. it's not enough to just have that. That just tells us that you know now something about the etzim of God, but there's a, big, big problems can come if a person has that. This is where you have like a, you know, the, the, the gross and the crass way. This is the mistakes of people like Jacob Frank or Shabtai Tzvi, where they said, you know what? The yesh comes from etzim, and I didn't say those words. So whatever I do goes. I, all the other steps are just, uh, are just, are just for, uh, are just, and, are just, what's the word? Um, are just, uh, uh, Ornaments, you know, designs. What I want to say, like uh, decorations. Decorations, right? The decorations. So you know, I, the uh, connection to Atmos. Who says there's uh, there's any rules or any structure? I connect to the essence itself. No right. So that so so the answer is no. There has to come through. There has to come a, a revelation. Eid. Eid is Teira Eid. That gives direction. There's a system here. But remember, this is where we are now. So you have now the first step, so-called, out of Atmos, but it's not yet, you can't even call it structure yet. That's why you can't call it a Ratzon for worlds. You can't say, I desire a world. All you can say is, there's Oyer. So subtly, it's a, it's a critical step. Without this, you can't go further. Without this, we have no built-in Mitzis Nimtza connection to us in any conscious way. But it's still not a conscious state. So there goes another paradox. It's the beginning of all consciousness, but it itself is not conscious. Yeah, right. Now that, so that's Barachamacharabim. So that's step two. I'm specifically defining it in terms of Aveda because I think it's critical to understand its importance. In other words, it's a necessary next step. Or else I go back, or else you just have Yeshamiti, Yeshanivra. And so on. So now, the non-existential reality of God, of essence, has entered existential reality. However, one explains that. But like he says, However, this is still as the essence of Eir. Sometimes to explain etzem, I've heard, and I think this is a good way of explaining it. We say etzim er is pashtaseir. These are nice words. What does it mean? The essence of the air and pashtaseir. And what's the etzim of there? Is it not is pashtas from the source? They're all coming from the source, so they're all an expression. What would be like etzim air from the shemesh and is pashtaseir? What's the difference? So sometimes you could say, okay, etzim air is the way the air is inside the sun, and pashtaseir is how the air, the light comes outside of the sun. Like he says in the Gersakeh, that inside the sun is definitely biyesaseis. You have to say it's much more intense, but there's a, that's that, that's a quantitative difference. That's quantity. That's like saying closer to the source. You go in the flame itself. The source of the flame is a lot of heat and fire, 
And then it shoots off sparks. You go like five, five inches away. You feel the heat. That's his pastus. In other words, his pastus is subject to diminishments. And that's is the air within the source. We're not talking now the sun itself. We're talking about the light of the sun. Well, let's talk about a teacher, even though it's Shefa. So a teacher has wisdom. Etzim HaSeichel would be the way the wisdom is within his source. And Aspasha HaSeichel is the way he expresses it. Which is, again, subject to diminishing. And also, another thing. Even when he prepares himself to speak to his student, he's already, you could say, the Aspasha is within himself. So there's the Etzim and Aspasha. That is, you could say, is the classic explanation of Etzim Aspasha. But it's deeper than that. When you think Etzim Eir, you, know, you want to say it's the essence of the air. And this is the expression of the air. Which really means that the etzimayir could also be outside of the sun, and the ispashtas could also be within. What I mean by that is, if you want to know what is the real personality of air, that's etzimayir. Not just where it is, that it's closer, that it's in the source, and so on, but the real personality of air is etzimayir. So etzimayir is really, it's not air. It's air that's not air, it's the called the archetype of air. It's the concept of air almost. That's what's called etzim. So what's air? So how does it differ from these parshas? So it doesn't have a name. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain. I'll explain. But first let me explain. So, so remember, so in, again we have to think not physically. See, in physical terms, we use the sun. The sun. So there's light inside the sun. How it produces that light, etzim. Then how the light extends. And the farther you are, the less light you get. Simple as that. One second, one second. Let me, I'm in love of explanation. One second. Okay. Here, the critical, when you're talking atzmus, you're not talking about space and time. So you're not talking about, you know, those type of gradations. Right. And also, but not just before and after, when you talk about air, you're talking about, especially before the tzimtzum, especially etzim air that he's talking about, you're not, you're not talking about a, a level. Like, you know, here's the sun, and here's etzim air, and especially like this. You're talking about really, I, I don't want to use the word rotsen, because there's no rotsen, but it's God's... Um, way of expressing existentiality from a non-existential state. That's all it is. It's complete ayin. So if you really think of it, it's, it's in, in human terms, we don't have real examples because we're not atmos, but in human terms it would be, you, con- you have conceived of the idea of air, but you're not yet doing it. So for us, that's just a uh, you know, dream or an imagination. For God, when He conceives of something, it's real. It's within Him, His expression on an existential level that creates an existence that is a Mitzvah Nimtza. So if you think of Eir, you think of Eir as really everything that comes later of Eir. If you want to know what is the quintessential, what is its essence, it's God's moving from non-existential to existential. That's all it is. That's all you can really say. You can't say anything else. That's why if you say there's a rotsen of is there, you, you, you're compromising it. Because that's already a, a type, a, some identity. There's no identity here. It's really atmus, but atmus, so-called, a step out of atmus, if, if you know what I'm trying to say. So, an example sometimes used for this, a good example is, when you put a seed in the ground, this seed is going to grow into a tree. Then you look at it, observe it, you show it, let's say, to your child, and you see the seed begins to rot. You can actually see it. You go uh, day by day. You see the seed becomes less and less, deteriorates, until a point that it becomes absorbed in the ground. There's even a point where the last segments of the seed you can actually see the sprouting coming out of it. 
So what's going on here? This is what Chassidus calls the ayin be'emtza of yesh and yesh. So you can say like this. The seed is his pastus in a way. Its deterioration when it becomes part of the keyach atzmich, which you can't see, is its real personality. But the only way to do it is by planting a seed. When does the real energy come out is like another example. When we eat something, you put a piece of food in your mouth. You know this food is going to become your energy. Without it, you, you get weak and you, you could die. No one can die. What happens? The food is digested. The digestive system breaks it down. It turns it into blood. It eliminates waste. And so, so when you say the food, when I ate the food, what, what is really being integrated by me? The etzim of the food is the energy that, the, that the, the blood gets from something inside the food. You look at a piece of food, an apple, there's no way you can see it. It's almost completely on faith. I mean, today, scientists can explain to you because it has nutrients and has properties and so on. But you look at an object, so what's what you say? The etzim of food is the energy it gives you. I'm just giving examples when you say etzim. Etzim does not mean, in other words, just simply closer to the source, within the source, the beginning of the process. It means the same thing, but in a form that is uh, stripped of its of its expression. That's the key here. So really, etzim is actually the, the opposite of his pastus. His pastus is its expression. Another example would be like when you say, someone explains to you an idea. And then you say, give me the, what's the, uh, give me the, 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 the nukud, the tamsis, the, the etzim ha-teich inyan. A person who really understands an idea can give it to you that won't have any, you won't even necessarily even recognize it in the words that were said. Because it's like between the lines. It's the essence of the concept, not just what was expressed. So bottom line is everything in reality, and this forces us to think in a different way. Because when we think on an external level, we think in terms of, okay, what's expressed? A person who's really trained and knows someone's sharing with you, let's say, a problem. I can tell you right now, from my experience, most people's problem, they don't tell you what the real problem is. I'm not talking about uh, superficial things. Not because they're lying. They don't know themselves. They tell you the symptoms. That's exactly. They don't tell you that because they don't know it. So they tell you, here's, here's what's, uh, what I think is the problem. A good person goes to the etzim. What's he really doing? He's doing like what we do with the food. He's seeing the energy within it. I'm just using it as an example. There you can call it keli and er. But on the er level itself, there's also, basically, and etzim is like keli and er within er itself, if I could call it that. I wouldn't call it as a keli. I would call it as a, because it's not really a zulas. Because I would call it basically your conscious awareness of something and what lies behind it. The real essence of it would be the, the, the essence of the, 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 the inner dimension of what is driving that consciousness. That's why I keep on saying that this Atzmaer is not conscious. Because conscious is, is, is already a level of, of uh, expression. We can't even call this air expression. You could call it simply the idea of wanting existence and I say wanting is not a good word of existence emerging and it's that's that's oyer. So it's not atmos, but it's not anything else but atmos. It doesn't feel anything. There's no feelings. You see, who says things have to feel? Only we say that. The idea of feeling something is a human 
created concept. Also, as far as it's concerned, there is no it to feel anything. Okay, we have the it. Air doesn't have an it. It's like electricity coming out of the abyss or something. Not even. There's no physical example for it. You have to go the other way around. If you want to understand, you have to understand from Atma's point of view, not from our point of view. From our point of view, really, what we're trying to do here is to try to extrapolate, understand something that is not us. So to, put it, to try to fit it into something that's us would defeat the purpose. Atmos, as I said, Ata, Elke Elam. is that Atmos level that we said, Beira, it creates, it's that, it's that cause, it's the essence of it all. Everything that comes with it. Is a some form of expression. I would say it's the concept of electricity, not electricity itself, if you want it in terms. It's the concept of electricity. It's the ability to create electricity, if you want to put it that way. But we're not talking about abilities or this. It's not, it's, you know, that's why Tzamech Tzedek uses the word Yechelis. God Yechelis. God's ability, potential. So you could say that, that you could say Yechelis Atzmus. You could say that's my You could say the Yechelis of Ayer. But not even wave, not even wave. wave. Potential, the wave is an entity. Wave doesn't matter. Wave, wave is an entity. It is. You keep going from the bottom up. I'm telling you, you have to work from the bottom top down. Why are you trying to fit it into a lower level that you're aware of? Why can't you figure out that it's beyond that? That's the whole point. When we daven, we're not trying to fit God into our box. We're trying to go into His. There's many different ways. This is a meditation. I give you some issues here. This requires a... Me- huh? I, I doesn't say it here. I'm just using that maybe as an example. Yechelis lahoyer. Yecholte lahoyer. Yeah. Because Atmos is definitely higher than Yechelis also. Yeah. That's what it says in other places. Etzmeir is Yechelis lahoyer. The real Etzmeir. The highest level of Etzmeir. Remember, Etzmeir is also plenty of level. The Rebbe Shab doesn't use that term? He does. He used it before. Yes, he did. At the end of 69. That's why I'm, 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 I'm careful not to use words he's not saying here, but it's, but it's in explaining it, you could probably explain it. Why? Because uh, he's, he's saying some things here, he doesn't have to say everything. It's not the focus. The focus here is not the Yecholte Lahoyer. The focus here is more, you see, Yecholte Lahoyer is usually brought, like in Samach Vav and Adam Kiyakov, he says, Yecholte Lahoyer, Yecholte Shalei Lahoyer. So there's two forces, both in Natsmus. And, bo- and there, the, the, there's the same thing. Because what difference does it make? From the point of view of Atmos, it's Yechelis. It doesn't, doesn't matter whether later, in a later stage, Lahoyer turns into Oyer. Loy Lahoyer turns into Kalim, or Gvul, and so on. But the, the, I'm, trying to, I'm just using that to explain how these things are in its root. I think the key is always going from the bottom. Like I said, you have to think in terms of what we see on this side of the curtain helps us understand what's on that side of the curtain. That's really what we're doing here. We see a creation, Nivroim, so you know there's a Beira. You know the Beira can't be like the Nivroim, or else then they have also needs to have a Beira. And you extrapolate, you come to these ideas, The second thing we come to is that but there is an existence. Well, this is not a non-existential existence, our reality. It has an element of it, but it is an existence. That means that God and it has a structure. So you have to say that behind the curtain, that Atmos, built in Mitzvah Nimtza, includes manifestation in Mitzvah Nimtza. That's Eir. 
That's, that's all that, you, that we're saying right now. It's in a very, very, it's in the engineering room, so to speak. You're talking here completely an atmosphere level. That's why I'm saying that. And it's all before the symptom, and this is all before, but this is like before the symptom, before the symptom. This is before the, even the air of the symptom. You can't even say this air. Exactly, exactly correct. That's why this is so complicated, because you're going back to the root of it all in, in a state that is completely shapeless. You can't, you can't enter there. You only know what comes out of there. You can't go there and figure it out. All you know that that things are, shy, are coming out of there. So you got to say, hey, you say something, you see chokhmah bina, chesed gvura. Where is it coming from? That's one right. And then Sum will said, Sum will decide, Sum will determine that there's also a place where chokhmah bina comes from. That's esses for the We're not even there yet. So that's stage number two. I mean, this is critical. This this chapter is basically the dynamics from the root. He clearly, he's going there. Huh? Yeah. Okay, so now let's read it again. So, we can say, This is Erva Gilimin Atmos. See, so I just explained these words, Erva Gilimin Atmos, do not be deceived by thinking it's like sunlight. It's not sunlight. That's why he says, this is still the essence of the, the energy that's higher, still higher than the seamless desire. This is the way it's mamish Where no name is possible there yet. You could even say that when we say the word boira, you can talk two levels. Boira that tells you about Mitzvah's built in Mitzvah's Nimtzah, and then there's Beira, how we discuss it in Mitzvah's Nimtzah language. That's that, that's what this air is. So we talk about Creator as He created us. Um, you're really talking more Mitzvah's Nimtzah language. When you're talking Creator, what is He like? Outside of His creation. Yeah. So in a way, air is is also Beira, that's why, but there's no name there either, because you're still talking about something. It's almost like Talking about built in is how Mitzis Nimtze talks about built in Mitzis So that's really what it comes down to. You can't even call it a makif. It's not a makif. A makif means something surrounds, encompasses, transcends something else. Transcendence, you know, I keep talking about transcendence. Transcendence is a great level. We transcend our, our confined. Our parameters, we go to an infinite place. But transcendence itself tells you that there's two levels. There's where you are and you're transcending. You can't call this a transcendence. So someone who celebrates transcendence, you right away know they're also part of existence. Except they've figured out how to get out of their uh, limits. So, right. So here you're talking about something you can't even call makif. makif The desire for the world is at least a makif. Meaning, it's true, it's not internalized, but it desires the world. So to think about it, back to the example of someone desiring a home. Once you say, I desire a home, a structure, you're already having a relationship with the structure. Here there's no relationship with the structure, Eir. Atmos for sure not. What do you mean there's no relationship? He's not in, that Eir is not thinking about, it's not conscious about anything. Definitely not conscious about what the world is going to look like. 
it's all on an atzmizdika level, let's say the nesave. That's an atzmus has now become a mitzias nimtza. So that's all it is. It's a field of energy. If you ask the primis hakavona of it is absolutely, you wouldn't be needing another level of air or talk about a level of air if it was not going to be because of what's going to come later. But that, that goes back to the paradox. Its power lies in it not defining what comes later, even though everything that comes later comes from it. This is a very critical point in, 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 in all the steps. That it's there, but it's not there. This level of Eid is going to be necessary for the connection to existence, but it is by definition not connected to existence. Like I said, it comes. we said before about Ratzin, this is on a higher level. It contains everything, but nothing contains it. So, so it's like it's something like uh, you know when a person, um, like I've said this uh, several times, and the shama doesn't want to come down to this earth, but then it's forced to come down. It's shown the, the accomplishment that it does through mitzvahs. Now, once it comes down, the question is now: Is it comfortable? God forbid. It always has to be al karchach, because 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 if it ever gets too comfortable here, it loses its 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 purpose. The purpose is that the soul should always remind us that we don't belong here. That material is not satisfying. So when you eat shont, you should never feel, oh, this is great. you got to do it because God wants you to do it. To be separate. So the air, in other words, so, so air has to retain its air quality and not become comfortable. So if you go to the etzema air, I'm just giving an example, the etzema air, it cannot be defined by or confined by or, 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 or in any way connected with existence. Its role is only expressing built nimtza. That's all it is. So this is a critical component in the interface because you want to have God's expression. Take away this level of air. If you would skip from Atmos, not to Yesh, we determined, but let's say to Ratzin or to lower levels, then you're missing a component, something that represents built in Mitzis Nimtze and a Mitzis Nimtze Dika way, with no other agenda. And you might become comfortable. Subtly, yeah. Subtly, Eir has not, has, it's like, uh, it's something like this. It's like, um, like a king. Okay, a king has, he's in his palace. That's him. Then he has a uh, chief of staff. This is a person who's only dedicated to what the king wants. He wants breakfast, breakfast. He wants to decree something, decree. He wants to learn tater, tater. For him, it makes no difference. All his job is, is to get the king what he needs and what he wants at that moment. Okay? Then there are ministers. This one's minister of education. This one's the minister of tater. This is the minister of food. This is the, 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 the Sara Efim, Sara Mashkim. They're also servants. But they're now servants for a particular function. So the king is here. The king says, I want something. The first middleman, meaning the first, just comes out and says to the, where's the Sarah Ephim? The king wants to go, go to the kitchen. He does never goes to the kitchen. He's not even interested in the kitchen. He doesn't have to know. All he cares about is getting the king's desire fulfilled. See, that would be like Er at Etzema Er. All it is is expression of Atmos. Or basically, well, better put, Metzius Nimtze. Why doesn't the king go to each one? Because obviously, first of all, the king is removed from the detail, so to speak. And also, the king is—it's it, 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 not the king's role to do that. So, air is almost like the allocator. But air, by definition, has to only remain interested in what the king. If the king suddenly calls the air back and says, "I want something else," the guy may continue cooking, but the air is not going to. This atzma air doesn't do that. I'm trying to just give an example. I mean, maybe it's a ridiculous example. 
but it's an example how you have an etzimah that it's, it's, it has to be serving only divine expression, and that's it. Even the desire for the world, which is what God wants. Because you know you can make the argument, okay, fine, baking and cooking and 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 and, and the other functions are functions. Here, the air is going to go into an air that's only one thing, one dira b'tachtene. But nevertheless, relatively speaking, it's not concerns itself with the details or the manifestation. It's it's basically communicating the God's nesava, desire for dira b'tachtene in 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 uh, existential terms. That will inform the rotsen now. A Ratzin will emerge that says, okay, now we have a Ratzin, a desire for existence. And that Ratzin, as we'll soon see, also has no details. But it's already a desire for existence. It has a particular desire for it. I'm just using examples to try to show how you can subtly climb the steps from an existential reality, like ours defined, all the way to the source. In a way, the biggest jump is clearly from Elkei uh, Elam to Barachamecha Rabim. It's interesting that he uses the word That means if Elam Atzim was built in Mitzis Nims, it wouldn't have Barachamecha Arabim. We wouldn't. It wouldn't happen. Yeah, but let's see what I think. Okay, so it's not even a makif. But here, but but then he continues. But so the end itself is not even a makif. Rak. That's why I'm elaborating. But it's the source of all makifim. Like I said, everything from the king comes out through this. So everything that will come out afterwards is going to come from this air. But you can't call it a makif yet. Because all it is, is non-existential in an existential state. Because the makifim themselves is already in the extension of the air. The way the air manifests itself. The way it expresses itself. In other words, go back to what I said earlier. The light in the sun is only a muscle. If you think about what is the consciousness of the light in the sun, there is no consciousness. The light within the sun is simply the sun saying light. The light outside of the sun is already a, an expression, a manifestation. So all the makifim are bispashasir. The shamshayach sheim rotsen. And there you can say, call it by the name, by the title, desire. Like we discussed earlier, chapter 57. Right, where he said that. Good. So the makifim come from his pastures air, but they transmit from the essence air atzmi, from the essential air. Clear? And the inyan of this is the hini atzmas balharotzen, that the atzmas balharotzen, the essence of the balharotzen. The one who desires all this, is not even a source for the desire. So now the first level, is not even a source for the desire. This is a critical piece here now. 
Ba'er, gam b'chines etzim er, how do you b'chines mokal erotz nal kalponim? Here now, he's going now the other way around. Now he's saying, if that's the case, so what's taka the distinction between Rachamecha Rabim, Er, Etzma Er, and the Etzm itself, Atzmos, Alekeilam. So he says, the Indian is like this, Atzmos Baal Harotzen, the level that's built in Mitzis Nimtza, you can't even call it a source for the desire. For Er, even Gamchin is Etzma Er, even the essence of the air, it's at least the source of the desire. Why? Because it's a Metzius Nimtza. Built in Metzius Nimtza, you can't call a source. So let me explain what that means. Because every line here is like another level. What that means is as follows. If Metzius is built in Metzius Nimtza, it's a completely hypothetical. It would express itself as it is. It would never turn into any Yerotz, into anything. It would never turn into Metzius Nimtza. It's just not that. Eir is within Mitzis built. Remember, Mitzis built in Mitzis Nimtza also means it's not limited by the word Mitzis built in Mitzis Nimtza. That's why it could also manifest in Mitzis Nimtza as we understand it. Eir is that manifestation. So Eir now, because it's a Mitzis Nimtza, because it's a, a it's an existential existence. That's why it can be called the, now that now you've set the stage for that within that a, a desire to emerge that will spell out the desire for existence. Whereas from the Atmos level, you cannot call it a source for existence. You can call it the creator of it all, the source of it all, but you can't call it a source as in a source. Correct. Yeah, before we said that there was a there was a rotson that came up and came up. What, what stage is that? We're not up to that yet. We're not. Wow. Slow. Yeah. You have to remember, rotson means connection, relationship. If you want to replace the word rotson, the real true meaning of rotson, I've thought about it. The word desire is deceptive. It's correct in translation, but the concept here it means relationship with. Relationship requires some commonality. When you want something, you already have created a. He says this in Peter Kalif. You and it's 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 not a relationship that's equal. The rotson is more powerful. It dominates. It orders. It's not like the faculties. So the rotson is removed from, but a relationship there is. Because without the rotson, there's no no connection between you and that thing. That's really the difference in Erpinimina. All the chapters still here, seventy one chapters, has been discussing imminence. Is a relationship that's commensurate. Eir and Kelly, they fit each other. That's how Elokus fits into our reality. We can relate to it. Huh? The Erech. The Fi Erech. The Erke. So this is the real creation. One second. Hold on. Er Makif, as we said, introduces transcendence, that which is higher than existence. But it's still not Atmos. Transcendence teaches us that it's not in your, on your terms, it's not on your level. Look, you know, if you, you you say to Hashem, "Thank you for giving me my life. Thank you for giving me blessings." That's mamalakalam. Shevakalam is when you have hirhurei tshuva, when you break your selfish desires, machshavizaris. You're changing. You're fighting your nature. Only thing that can fight nature is a transcendent force, because as I said, within a system, all you can get is you, you get from the system. A system cannot change itself. So transcendence is the forces 
that have impact on us, like we spoke, Mr. Nefesh in the body, Mr. Nefesh of the Neshama, the, the Ava Mr. Teres, Kesaratzilis, that's what all this is talking about here. He's just going all the way to the root of it all. That's a discussion. Then there's a thing you can't even call transcendence. Atmos is not defined by transcendence. Baal Harotzen has no relationship. He created it all, but he has no commonality. It's built in Mitzvah's Nimtz. It's something we can't even... If we had commonality, then we'd have back to the same problem. Then our Darbeda is like us. Where's the Baruch Shammar? There's no Baruch Shammar here yet. The two, Shammar, these are two levels before Baruch. Baruch Shammar is going to be the third level. But we're coming to it. These are two levels before the, the Baruch Shammar. Wow. Yeah, this is... This is the real beginning of, of Bereshit. Yeah, I... Before Bereshus, even Bereshus is Eisah Bereshus. This is the Bereshus is the is the seventh or fifth level at the bottom of the. Hold on, hold on one second. So now, I'm so I'm saying like so you so God is you can't say anything exists without the Ebrister, but you can't say he's a source for it all. That's what the Rebbe brings in the Rambam. He says the first is you say the Yisrael is Ramu Dachachim is Lady Shesha Motzidishin. Everything has a motzidishin. Motzidishin already is suggesting a cause, a first cause. And if it's going to rise in your das, he's not a motzid because he's not a source. He's beyond it. Then nothing could exist. So you have two things. That's mamala and seva, basically. Or you can go deeper to atzmas The point that I'm making here is that you can't call it a mokir. What it means, a mokir means there's no relationship with it. There's nothing common. When God desires to have a home in Tachtainim, it's not because the home fulfills something in him. It's not because he has a relationship with the home. It's not because uh, any any commonality. It's because he desired. That's all it is. It's Atzmus Nesava. It's Taivas Atzmus. Or better put, it's Atzmus. But Tachtainim, the Tesava itself dictates that there should be a Metzius. Nivdal. That will relate to Atzmus. That will... Embrace it. That will reconnect. Will retrace the steps, and that's where you have. So the first step is a mitzvah nimtza, which that you already can call a source for desire of the worlds. Atzmus the balarotzen you can't even call a source. So even even etzamed is already a source. Like we says elsewhere in the Indian of atuhu, you are God alone. What does this mean? Atohu. See, Chassidus, the words Atohu, it's not just nice words. Hu, if you remember, when he said by Baruchu, Koi, Al Erein Sobechin, Setzameir. Hu is the infinite divine light, that's the essence of the Er. It's not the Baruchu that he talks in later, that I spoke earlier, Baruch Shomer Hu. That's already Shirat Mibikeach. He was talking about Hu is Etzameir. Venikra Hu, Lefisha Boy Shayat, Bechin is Helen Vigili. Ah. That's why it's called who. Remember, who is not that law. Why is it called who? Who is because there's a shaykh, a concealment and revelation. In that similar word? Yeah. I'm going to explain it. Meaning, it's the concealment of the revelation. The ba'atzmus ain't a shaykh, helam v'gili. In atzmus, you can't even say concealed, revealed. There's no manifestation altogether. There's no mitzvah nimsa. It's not a built it's not a Mitzvah's Nimsa. Volcanic Rata, that's why it's called Ata. Shanimsa, Kamaisha Hu Behalome. That's why it's called Ata, meaning you, because he is the way he is, Behalome, he's just as if he's revealed. So the you doesn't mean you as opposed to, there's no revelation. Ata, he's always Ata. 
You can never say he's a who. Now let me explain what this means. It's a little, let me explain it. And this is actually a Moshe I'm using from the Mitla Rebbe. Based on the Alter Rebbe's Memorium, he speaks Baruch Shomar. He speaks about who on a different level, but this is going on a deeper level. We'll soon discuss it all. Here's what he says. Two examples he gives. I said, Matan Besesir. One of the highest levels of stock is when you give Zdokah that you don't know who you're giving to, and he doesn't know who it's coming from. That's a level of who. You know it's coming from somewhere, but you don't know who it is. Another example is Chachma Ma'ayin Timotzeh. Timotzeh. What does it say? and Akriv. We won't talk about Akriv here. It's not relevant. That's an Akriv, a scorpion. So what's the word mitzia? What's a mitzia? This is the muscle of the Mitla Rebbe. It's an excellent muscle for this. You find something in the street. That's a mitzia. You find something in a, in a public place. There's no question someone dropped it. It didn't come from nowhere. But you don't know who it is. It's a mitzia. You just found it. And the din is, unless there's some money, whatever, but generally speaking, it means that you can, you can take it. So, so who has implications? It's not just someone's concealed. It's, it actually changes the, the status of this object. So the bottom line is, Helen, who, is when you're saying, when you're sitting here in my presence, I would call you Atta, you. You walk out of the room, I know you're there, but I call you who then? He. Instead of you. Or one, whatever. So what is it, so really we have three levels going on here. Is when you're present, there's when you're not present, and then you have atzmus, that the present and not present is equal. doesn't make a difference, because by him the whole concept of Helam and Gili doesn't exist. Only a Metzius built of Metzius Nimtza can be that way. See, that's a good definition of Metzius Nimtza. Metzius Nimtza, there's no such thing as either you're here or you're not here. That means Metzius Nimtza. You're here, then I know you're here. You're not here, you're not here. I don't mean you're out the door and I know. I'm talking about, that's what existence defines. Either you're revealed or you're concealed. Built Mitzvah's Nimtza means it's here and it's not here at the same time. What do you mean by here? Who defines what here means? We see it. You prove it. I know you exist because I see you. Forget, I'm not getting out with it. It's an illusion. Let's just say I have empirical, scientific proof. You walk out of the room, someone will say, how do you know he exists? I say, because I just saw him. Yeah, but maybe he just disappeared. Maybe he really doesn't exist. Maybe he only exists when you see him. Uh, just whatever. I say, well, listen, the way this world works, it doesn't work that way. Why? Because it's Mitzvah's Nimtza. There are rules. There's what's called existence. The fact that you don't see the sun goes down at night doesn't mean the sun doesn't exist. It means it's set and it'll be back in the morning. Etc. I'm just saying defining Metzius Nimtza by definition means Helem, Gilui, present, concealed, and so on. A built of Metzius Nimtza doesn't function that way. You say Atmos is here? Absolutely. As the children will say. God is everywhere, right? God is here, God is where does it go? Shem is here, Shem is there. Shem is everywhere, right? But really means beyond everywhere. He's everywhere because he's nowhere in the same sense. He doesn't define, he's not defined by space. But that's who we worship. Yeah. The question, you worship him as he manifests in our reality. Now, that's why I said that the atheists, when they say he doesn't exist, they're talking about that. The problem with atheists is that they don't have a God that the air is missing. Yeah, yeah. They have no air. And then there's Jews who only have the air and don't have the etzim. That's the problem. That's it, that's uh, some have Elikeelam and some have Rachmecharam. <laughs> the key is you need both, or you got big problems.
That's obvious. Yeah. So atzmus, but the thing with atzmus is that atzmus is both. You understand? He's not not He's not a not built in mitzvahs either. Both and neither. He's not. Understand? He's not right. Okay. So the point that he's making here. So that's atu. So he's talking like okay. So atu avayel vadecha goes like this. Ato, you atzmus have manifested in the level of who. That's what he wants to say here. So the who koi ala er ends up kmetsam er. That's very level two. It's like the Metziah that I mentioned. You could say. In other words, I said before that what distinguishes it from the Etzim Atzmus is that it's not built in Metziah. It's not Metziah. But now he's going further. It is an existential state. One way you can define it is by concealed and hidden. already, it's Eir, it's not Helam. Now, there's another discussion where Etzimer also carries the Koyacha Helam of Atmos. But that's not Eir by definition. So here he's talking about Eir by... You know, there's a level where Eir is not even Gili either. It's also higher than Gili and Helam. But that's already how Metzies Nimtza is reflecting the built of Metzies Nimtza and Eir. That's not what he's saying here. Here we're talking about Eir... Okay, This is explaining why it's a source. That may be confusing, but that's what he means. That means even when he's concealed, he's nimtza like he's there. That's what he means. Really, there's an answer why we say God is invisible. This is what it means. He's invisible because, not because he's invisible, because his visibility is not defined by, by visibility. There's no comma after commercial. Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be. He 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 it means that even when there's a concealment, he's Atta, basically. When we say Shem Shemayim Shogar Bafikel. No, as we say God. We, no, in other words, we can say Atta Hades Ladas. We can say you, God. You can say, how could you say you? He's not here. You don't see him. Because he is here. He's not here the way we define here. So by us, a person, you couldn't say that. Either you're Atta or you're who? You're not in the room, you're a who? You're not Atta. Atta, you can say Atta because Atmos is here all the time. Except he's not here in our terms. The, the goal is that Atta should become revealed in the level where there's a who. That's the point. But let's, let's read on. We'll see in a second. I think that what he says here, that they have a long name. stresses that this is not opposite of Gilui. I understand. I, no, 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 it's interesting how you say it. Let, let me see what he says afterwards and we'll be able to determine. Because I think he says it afterwards, what you just said. Then he, then he wouldn't be repeating it. So let's say, Oba'er Shayachel Vigili. And either is Shaykh is possible concealed and revealed. Hainu Shazel Pekin is a Helam Shalagili. Different Helam. It's not the Helam No, but the question is how do you now teach Atuhu Availa Vadecha? I mean, I have to look up the Makamacha where he says it, but Atuhu Availa Vadecha. Are we saying, is he talking about atzmus, that there's no, that atah 
exists even in the who by by atmus ata and who are the same. That's what means ata who have Or he's saying that the ata of atmus is also manifesting in the in the who. Of, no, but ato ato behalame, like that's the part. Ato who even behalame he's ato. No, no, but then then the who is not referring to etzmeir. Who is referring to behalame? Uh, ato even in helam he's ato. In air, if it's helam, it's helam, and not and not ato, not gili. But it's interesting, he said this is the helam of the gili. In other words, Atmos is not. Let me, let's finish. He's getting, coming here somewhere. That means it's a market. So let's put it this way: when you say about a person, he walks into the room or a mitzia, right? The fact that now he walked out of the room, the fact that you don't know who he is, doesn't mean that the, the, that he's not there. There's a source. Someone dropped something in the street. The someone dropped it. Halacha says there's no simanim, and no one comes and demands whatever. It has laws. But it's a metzi that doesn't tell you who the source is, but there's a source. And he may come up and show and say, yes, I lost something, and if he says the right simon, etc. My point of the matter is that there is a helim, the helim is the market for the gili. When you say atzmus, everything comes from atzmus, you're not saying everything is concealed in atzmus, and then it gets revealed. That's what he's trying to say here. That's the helim of a gili. So when you walk into a room, you go out of a room, those are two levels that are commensurate to each other. Meaning, it's you. The question is, are you in a state of hell? You're a state of Gilead. You know, you're hiding. Now you reveal yourself. Remember we spoke about Esther's news is similarly. Esther's news is not behind the closed door. It's fundamentally not a, a, a state of, of, of uh, definition. But that's on a lower level. Remember all this that we're saying here, generally is said about all, all Aiden Self-Lifniat Simpson. He's just breaking in Aiden Self-Lifniat Simpson. So whatever we're discussing, you can apply it to generally speaking. When we speak after the Simpson, everything before the Simpson is more or less what I just said now. Which means it doesn't manifest and all that stuff. But specifically, that's what he's saying here. Because remember, he went back to Mokir. That the Eir at least, what does Barachamech Arabim achieve is at least we have now a source for the next step. So, it's existential, basically. Bottom line is it's existential, as opposed to non-existential. That's the big leap. Yeah, the, the real quantum leap. Mm-hmm. And this is the meaning, we say the essence of the light is the source for all the makifim. That's what he said before. So, the makifim themselves, like the rotsen, that's already... Outside, that's already the extension of, expression of the energy. But the, it's the mucker for it all. It all comes from there. As opposed to the balaratsan, the essence, atmos, which you can't even call a mucker. This goes back to what I said before. Remember I said, so what is air, what is, what is air contributing? It's contributing, the fact that we feel that we're a yesh, self-made, and evafsiyed, no cause, no... It comes from Atmos. But the goal here is that we should feel that we come from Atmos. Not that you should think you're a yesh and you stay there. Oyer, being that it's a mokir, teaches you that. So we can, our neshama, in other words, our body will say Atmos. Our neshama will say, no, we have a source. And we need to, we need to get back to the source. And they both speak to each other. They both communicate. The neshama teaches the body, the giluyim, consciousness, awareness of the source. The body teaches the neshama what atmos is like. 
But take away the neshama, you go nowhere. And you just have a, a selfish uh, entity. You know, sometimes I use this to explain Yaakov and Esav, twins. And Esav is uh, Esav is like the Yesh. And Yaakov is the Eir, the neshama. So when Yaakov buys the birthright and then fools him and steals the, the blessings, what, what's going on here, you know? No, he's not doing it that way. It's the famous example of the Baal Shem Tov, that you have to give the body what it needs for it to cooperate. Like the famous example. So what Yaakov was really doing, the Neshama was manipulating, or you could say training. The body, on its terms, here's a Nezid Adoshim, here's food, here's whatever you want, for the body to be able to appreciate. Meanwhile, Yaakov takes the blessings not selfishly, he's holding them for the day when the Esau will be in his body, it will be refined, and then they can join, rejoin, and then it will be one complete picture. That's why Yitzchak saw an Esau, he saw the root, he saw Esau's potential. So this says sometimes he thought Esau was already refined. Like, like Mashiach, Yitzchak is Lashonos, is Lashon Love. You know, Yitzchak, Amr Lavin. But bottom line was, in this world, it was not yet the time. That's what Yaakov said to Esau at the end, in Vayishlach, he says, it's not a iti. I'll come, but we'll come slowly. So Rashi says, what is he lying? Because ultimately he will come. Because we will refine Eden. In this case, the material. So we talk about Jews and non-Jews, the same idea. You're not talking here about, you're talking about a, a, each, each one contributes their part of the relationship. And that's, a, that's in a sense, a way of explaining body and soul and so on. Just trying to explain it practically, in a practical, I mean, some type of Examples of what we're talking about, what air contributes, so to speak. You could say in some ways, yeah. That's why, that's why in numbers, they're the, like in other words, the Rebbe says, for example, that in Kedusha, Kamus, Ezechus, the Lashavis Yitzhara of this world can never be achieved by 14 million people. No way. You would not have the technologies, the civilization, to just simply end by numbers. Just not enough people to civilize this world. That's another story. No, but the point is, but we always were ma'at. Yeah. Although the reference is always to be like the numbers of the stars, the sand, and this and that, you know. We're not talking about what the didn't need from the tree. There's obviously a lot of negative parts to this too. There's a lot of consequences. But we're talking about, you know, in time, as, as, listen, if, if, if uh, the Jews, it says, had, had not eaten built a golden calf, or they had not complained, with the Meraglim, Mashiach would have come, Moshe would have led the Jews that, so would have a base Amigdash. But so it says, then you wouldn't have had the Biru Mamat Lamailah all over the world. So you'd have Mashiach, but it would be more Mamat Lamat. I'm talking about after the fact, because there was a time there weren't so many people. And the Chlam, not everyone, you know. The point is that the, the, the concept of Mamalaklam, of refining the world itself, is definitely, I mean, it's, it's the role of everyone to do, but if you, if you divide the responsibility, the Rebbe says this in the Sikh in Noyach, and Chilat as well, brilliant Sikh about Akam Shashav is Chayav Misa. So he explains why. Shabbos is the Chinuch says to remind us that God exists. Well, they, because their role is to transform the world. What do you mean taking off a day? Whereas an Ashama coming from Sevil Kalaman has to introduce one, once a week, not seven times a week. Shesus Am Tasa Malachlech is also a mitzvah. I know some people. So even a Jew needs seven days of or six days of mamalaklam and only one day of seder. Some people <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, like. Uh, but the point being is because you have to introduce a dimension that's above. It's like similar to the difference in Yisachar and Zvon. I mentioned this to you. They both need to do both. 
the Sokha has to give Zokha and, 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 and Zulna has to learn. Right, exactly. In, in very similar ways. If you think of it without ego and without people's jealousies, like Kina Valesachlis, a world that is fulfilling its mission, everyone has their role. And there's no, there's no like superiority, inferiority. Every role fills their role. That's not, but I don't want to go there. That's a whole other thing. Okay, let's go here. Okay. So how do you shubchin's up on him? Okay. So now we have like this. So we have atzmus. Is not a market is built in mitzvahs nimsa. Yeah, that's alakei elam. But achamecha harabim is eir etzma eir that it can't even be called rotsin yet. It doesn't even have a name. It's higher from anything, but it's the source of everything. And you can call it a source. It's already mitzvahs nimsa. One second. You can call it. It's already subject to the words concealed and revealed. It sounds like this. I said that, but he doesn't say that here. No. No, but I wouldn't. Yeah, but I wouldn't focus on that here because that just I qualified it. Yeah, there's a dimension of of kadim kadmuse. It's called within the etzem. Yeah, but that's really levels within the etzem. Right now, it's just be confusing. I would not bring that at all here. Because right now he wants to distinguish between Etzema'er and Atzmus. Not to, to make the similarity. That's not the goal here at all. The goal is to bring it down. That will be discussed. We'll, we'll, there will be parts where that's discussed. Okay. And so it's the Mokra Kolmakif. And the Ainz say Salamashin is Baalel Pedic Samachtes. It does not contradict what we learned earlier, chapter 69. What did we learn there? We learned there that. Learned there. It's chapter sixty-nine. Let me just. Make. Right. Yeah, the, what he said there was a, in the beginning there, where he said that uh he said it's Enyam Prati. Where Air He said, "Bechinas etzma'er here." He says like this: "The etzma'er in chapter fifty-six he refers to, who bechinas ensem mamish any shag by shame rotsin, but rotsin like bechinas is pashto seir." There he goes on and says, "Any zeh bechal any shag inyan dover bechal v'loy inyan amshacha beizeh dover." Everything was discussed about smusay, not in the form of amshacha. He brings also there in atuhu avayl v'adecha. Yeah, in the parentheses. Clearly, he's talking about Eir, not just Atmos.
komt gaan maar ze zeggen bij er in zijn beatmos. Remember we read that line? Yeah, yeah what was what did we say there? That was the pshat. Uh, yeah, no. Right. No, but we we determined that it's definitely yeah. afterwards. Right. That what? You can't say in. So. Why? 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 My question is: Why did he add that line? Why was that line important? Cloud that whole line. Call Malcolm. He can't even say ain't suffer natsmus. Okay, fine. So he's saying so it's not a contradiction. He just said now that it is the mokar of makifim there. You know, there he's saying that it's completely beyond everything. So he says ain't the safer. The ima yeshu lemaylam pchinis not poshet because even though the eru itself is higher than the seamless desire, the ain't lemer boy mashashayich lemer barot not poshet. And you can't say about eru itself. That's what you possibly can say about the the the, the seamless the, the seamless desire, the simple desire. Nevertheless, it's the source of the makifim. Yeah, 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 yeah. And look at what you learned earlier, chapter 16. That we look what said, that this is the source, the root and the source of the level of Sev of Kalaman. Yeah. Okay, bottom line is like this. Etzimer. Yeah. Because he said there like this, if you remember, he says, the source of Mamalakalaman is the Rotsun. And Kaidamalaisa Rotsun, which is the Eir. Back then, uh, yeah, well, yeah, in fact, that's the Malka means that in the state where it was completely beyond it all, and even beyond Ainsafe, that's where it arose. He's, he's just qualifying, it's not a contradiction because even though it is not, it, it, it's, it, you can't define, you can't call it Rotson, but it's the source of the Rotson. That's really what he's saying. There he's focusing more that it's beyond it. Here he's focusing that it's the root of it. That's the distinction here. And that's what he says back in chapter 16, that is the source of Sev of Kalaman. He's just saying, he's just, he's just referring that you call it source. It means there's a relationship. That's what it comes down to. There's a relationship with the Makifim. Though it's not a Makif. And though it's beyond the Makif. And you can't even call it a desire for existence yet. But there is the existential state of Ur is basically the field of energy is a platform where Ratzon will emerge. That's what he says right now. Whereas Atzmus is beyond all of that. Okay? For Yudua, and it's known the Yud Gimel Baruch Sha'amar. Yud Gimel Baruch, 
the Baruch Shamar. The 13 times we say Baruch and Baruch Shamar. The first five we discussed. They're the 13 uh, strands of uh, the beard. They're the 13 attributes of mercy, of compassion. Now he's going back. Now he's explaining why is this second level of air. Because he's going back to Baruch Shamar actually. Interesting. So basically Baruch Shamar began actually in level 3. We're not even there yet. But he's saying that the 13 Baruchs in Baruch Shamar are the 13 Tikkuni uh, Dikna. This is the 13, you know, there's basically 13 just compare the 13 sections of the beard. Corners. Tekuni. Like Tekunim, yeah. And Shane, there's the 13 attributes. And that's why Yudgil Mitzrach, remember, the Mokr Kolam Shachel Barachamech That's why. What's the Mokr for the 13? Including Baruch Shamar Vahoya Elam, the Ratzen. Remember, Baruch Shamar Vahoya Elam is going to be the Ratzen. The Bereshom Nasi Damalka. The Mokr for it all is Barachamech Harabim. It's also known the Yud Gimel Baruch, that the 13 Baruchs, the Baruch Shamar, Kulim Hemchinis Makifim. They're all the level of Makifim. Remember, the whole discussion began about Makifim Protim, the effects of transcendence on existence. He's moved to a place that's beyond, that transcends transcendence. But it's the root of transcendence. If you remember back then, I remember about chapter 59, which I still find to be a key, key chapter in this whole process. Remember then I discussed at length where he says, if you remember, from the perspective of Atmos, even Shefa, even the air that's related to existence, even the Ratzon for existence, in other words, and even the ten hidden spheres, is also air, because that's all that matters is Atmos interest. From our Berkei, or Berkeinu, Koshken Erkeinu, from our perspective, it has some type of spheres and structure. The point that he made there was that the true nature of transcendence he turns the whole thing on its head. By us, transcendence is a type of like release. You know, it's almost like uh, the difference between tshuva, leaving a sin behind, repentance, and tshuva as return. So from our perspective, you, know, you did something wrong, you've got to regret it and move on. But you learn deeper, the inside of you is really bipanimi is good, so you're really returning to your essence. But you can't see that with the naked eye. The naked eye tshuva is going away from bad to good. Real tshuva is going from good to its source, from, from bad to back to your source, right, is really good. You could say the same thing, similar idea, you can say regarding this, uh, this subject here. Transcendence from human beings is, you know what, my day is boring, I'm worn, down, worn out from life, I'm, you know, the whole monotony, the routine, and I transcendence, I need a week, I'm coming Shabbos, okay, I'm going to learn, I'm going to David, I'm going to, whatever, I'm using the better options, you know, I'm going to get away from it all. You're going back to the spirit. So transcendence is like a, uh, almost, I don't want to call it the, it's the absence of materialism. It's not necessarily a state of its own, it's a way. The truth is Shabbos has three levels. There's a Shvisa Memelucha, it's Memelucha, like Friday night, you still sense the work, so you are resting from the work. Then there's Shvisa, Shabbos day, you already got your rest, and so now you just rest, and then you come to Shvisa Be'etzim. What's Shvisa Be'etzim? It's not just the absence of work, and I'm relaxing, you come to a place where transcendence is an entity. You come, you, it's godliness. Yeah, yeah. My point that I'm making here is transcendence for most of us is the escape from that which is not transcendent. It's like the absence. Love, the, uh, love is the absence of hate. Peace is the absence of, of war. 
But shalom is much more than just absence of war. Just like darkness is not just the absence of light. So the point is like this. True transcendence comes from its root from a level of, of godliness that's beyond existence. That's one of the reasons we... Hold on. So it really begins the other way around. Because God is beyond existence and that part, like you said earlier, Ak and Tirila, Tiritata, and Atzilus Kesar, it created us, it, it, it gives us a glimpse. It take a, what's the word for it? A, uh, it pierces. We get a little uh, a little uh, taste. Exactly. Right. Into what trans... So transcendence, that we search for transcendence is not because we're worn out. That's maybe your technical reason. But the real thing is going on is you're getting a revelation of something that's beyond existence. That's, that's why it's transcendence. Now, the key that he's adding now is that transcendence itself is rooted in transcendence of transcendence. Okay. That's why we don't say good job of Smith time. And the secondary reason is because this is the real reason we don't say good job because it's being beyond this. It's really okay. transcendence. Wow. Okay. Good. Fine. That, 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 I, you said it, not me. It's fine. I, I like that. It's, it's good. The point problem is when do you stop saying good Shabbos and when you start saying it again? No one really knows. Like what exact hour is it? <laughs> After Mincha? <laughs> um, so the point I'm making here is that the interesting is that real transcendence is rooted from beyond. What's really beyond? So real, now, until, until now we were talking about the beyond of, of Ak, Lifneat Simpson. Now he's talking the beyond of the beyond. Eir, Atmos obviously is beyond even beyond. You can't even call it beyond because there's no hell and no gili. So there's no, the word transcendence doesn't fit there. Transcendence is you're here and you go beyond. Here he's saying that there's a level that the market of transcendence is a level that's not a transcendent level. So you can't really call it makif, but it's the root of all makif. The beauty of this is that's why it's real transcendence. Instead, it's real freedom. It's not just, you know, like, 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 like for a child you say, listen, We'll give you recess. So the child feels, okay, I have transcendence. I have an hour of studying or for, we'll give you recess. That's a, you know, you're talking here really getting a taste of a reality that's beyond existence. That's Barach Mecha This is before Baruch Shamash. So this is Eir, Etzema Eir. Etzema Eir. It's not Makif. You can't call it Makif yet. That's what you said before. You can't call it Makif. What was the words? This can call makif, but it's the root of all makifim. All this is coming to explain the root of it. What means root? The source of it. So even though it's beyond it, it's connect, connected to it. That, that, now he's going back. That's the source. Now he's saying like this. Well, that's why he's saying that all the baruch shalom, everything is makifim here. He's talking here not about pnimi. He's talking about makif. How transcendence affects us. So he says the root of all makifim. He just said the root of all the Amshachas of the Yud Gimel of Baruch in Baruch Shamar is that's my error. Baruch Macharab. Now he's adding. It's even nicer because Baruch Shamar is all Makifim. Yes, Bezem Makifim Deir Yosher. Shehen Madregas Hanal. There's two types of Makifim. There's Makifim of Er Yosher. It's a new concept. The transcendent forces of Er Yosher means of literally means direct light or direct energy, like sunlight. And moon is usually Erchezer, like refracted light. I'll explain that in a minute. Shehen madregas hanal. The makifim we spoke about before are these. Are the, the, the levels above are talking makifim yasha. Then there's a thing called makifim deyachezer, which is not the topic here. I'll just explain mean, mean, what that is. Is basically every energy has to have a makif. It's, a, it's because, for two reasons. Number one is before it became a primi, it was a makif. In other words, first it was surrounding, or first it was beyond, and then it entered. You know. Uh, uh, what? 
In a sense, yeah. I mean, that's in a physical sense, but it's it, it's essentially like you know what you yesterday you accepted by faith. Today you integrate. It's like uh, that idea that every air first begins as a makiv, then as you uh, integrate. You know, you hear an idea first. It's okay beyond me, then it's inside me. Then there's another thing that even when it's inside you, it remains. It's like shemeres ahek. You know, they say you know it's like shemeres It remains still like a protective force. It's like like having a sense of bittle even when you get it all. Always know that there's something beyond you. So it remains beyond you. It's a, Originally, it's beyond. You. Yeah, yeah, and, and 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 it retains. It's essentially its its purpose is not just that you don't know what it is now you revealed it. It also remains that it's always important to have a makif. You know, it's like a, a makif is a yamaka too. It's like a, it's like a hovering force. It's a protective force. Um, but that's a, that. So that now there's so there's two types of air now. There's air that flows directly from a source to us. So that has a makifim. And there's is how when we, for example, do a veda and we generate energy through our work, or in the example of the levana, there's also a, genera- a generating of air. There's also air makif there. That's all he's referring to. Right, not relevant here at all because he says madrigas hanal is makifim der yosha. Makim der chazer usually refers to the makifim that come after a veda. Like example of makif der chazer would be shara chamishin, yeshvus. 49 days you count, then comes a makif. That's that comes after the susalatata type of thing. And different places explains it differently. Samach to Samach, he has an explanation on this. But I just wanted to mention because he mentions it here. Al Kaponim, what he's getting here now is that, okay, Uborach Shmei, Huamokir Hakel Kulam. Borach Shmei is in Borach Shamar. Which level of Borach Shamar is Borach Shmei? Yeah, it's the last one. The 13th? Yeah, see, the let, me, let me see this. Is this one. Why do they call this Birchis Yetzer, by the way? Because Yetzer Meiris, right? Because the Baruch is Yetzer Meiris? Merachem al-Aris, Merachem al-Abrias, Baruch Shmei. Is that the 13th? Eleventh. And where are the other two? There's only one more baruch afterwards. No, Melech Mahul. Is that what it says? Yeah. Huh? The Melech Mahul is the thirteenth. Okay, baruch shmoi. Why is it 13? He says Mahul is, 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 Mahul, is considered a Baruch? It's Baruch right here, the one before. But that's the 12th. Wow. There must be a reason. I mean, I have to look it up. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Baruch Shmoy is 11. Oh, 12 Baruch Atah Hashem, and then Baruch Atah Hashem. Okay, my mistake, yeah. You're right, beginning and end. 
Okay, so Baruch Shmoy, he's saying now, that is the last one he's saying, is the Mokir of all the Makifim. That's like Ehir. Okay, fine. Now he's going back to Yetzer. So it's hinted to in the 13th of the Baruch Shammah is the first le- is the second level here in Yetzer. This is also in with your abundant compassion. This is the source of all the Makifim. This is simple, seamless, completely seamless compassions that don't have any distinct levels at all. That's Eir. And then comes the five levels. And then come after these first two levels. So he just discussed at length Now we discuss Now comes the five levels that are the, begin with Baruch Sha'amah. They correspond. What's the five levels? It goes like this. Now come the five levels. And afterwards it breaks down, divides into five levels. The first is the Makif Arishin, is the first transcendent dimension, is the Makif of Yechida, which is what? The Makif of Rotsen Poshet. So now now comes after Eirein Sof, which is higher than Rotsen, comes Rotsen Poshet. Rotsen Poshet, Sha'amar Elam. That's Baruch Sha'amar Elam. Hanal. The level of Sha'amar Elam. Shubchinis Yechida v'u'inyin Rachem Eleinu. So Rachem Eleinu, in the next, in Elkei Elam is Atzmus, but Rachamecha Rabim, is Etzmeir, Rachem Aleinu, is Rotsen. That's the first of the five levels. Then comes the next level. That's Baruch Shammar. Being that now it's at least called a Makif, because now we're already calling it a level of Makif, not just the source of Makifim, but beyond Makif. This is already a transcendent dimension. We say Rachem Aleinu. Rachem Harabim, you're just saying, in his, in, 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 in saying like this, it's all referring to his rachamim, his seamless compassions. Now racham aleinu, consider us. There's now an us, so it's already the relationship is getting closer. You see what's going on? There's how he is all the way atzmus. There's barachamecha rabim how it's eirin sof. That's the existential state, and now racham aleinu that there's already now some type of desire, some type of makif. Aleinu. So it's interesting. In other words, so Rotson is like a Rachmelin. The next level is Makiv the That's the level of Baruch Hu in Baruch Shamar. And here it's the level of Adenu Now the desire has to come from a concealed state to a revealed state. Because this is the envisioning. That's the level. It feels good when we find it consistent, right? That's the level of Baruch Hu. Who? The concealed is being revealed. So now the Ratsan, now instead of just a general Ratsan, the Ratsan is now, which means for, for himself it was not revealed. Now at least Gili La'atzme, he's conscious of it. That's the envisioning of the ten hidden spheres. Venikra Adenu Zenu, why is it called Adenu Zenu? Which means the, the master of our power, of our strength. Because this Makif now is not just a Makif. This already has a relationship with the Pnimi, and it gives power and strength to the imminent. Because it's already envisioning the ten spheres. All this is in the infinite divine light before the Tzimtzum. 
Bechinus Atzil is the close. This is Atzil is the close. Now it comes, Biyah HaKlolim. So we have two levels, and then five levels. Atzmus and Etzmeir, and then come the five levels, which correspond to the five levels of Baruch Shama. Now come the last three. After the Tzimtzum. Then come the three transcendent levels. The strength, the, the, the stone, the power of our... I forgot already how we translated it. Mogin Yosheinu, the shield of our redemption. Salvation. Salvation. The stronghold of our... our the, the, the strength of our stronghold, the, 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 the foundation of our stronghold. Mogin, the shield of our salvation. Mizgav Badenu, what we say Mizgav was, the... The, the exaltation, I don't remember already. But they for us. Shame makifim that on that they are the makifim, the makifim, the transcendent levels of nefesh ruach neshama. Because biyah klolim. This is the levels of the of the of the. Okay, the refuge for us. But refuge. This is biyah klolim. This is the macrocosmic bri yitzir asiyah. Tzumis gavenu. What is tzumis gavenu? How does he translate tzumis gavenu? The rank of our stronghold. Because machshav agdum edaak. That's the level of Machshavat Kumida Ak, the primordial thought within Ak, which is this is the level of the of Briya de Klolos. Ukanaida de Tsur, as it's known, Tsur, the rock is Shashorsha Havayas Hemboy Bahelam. Tsur is known as the level of the roots of the Havayas, of everything that comes into existence. Havayas means things that come into being. Sometimes also Havayas is Loshem Havaya. But here it means that things become they're all concealed within Ak, as we learned earlier. It's the image, the snapshot. Same as in the levels after the Tzimtzum in the primordial thought with the Nak. Everything there is completely concealed. In a concealment that's not even a Metzius. Like it says elsewhere. Now obviously you can ask the question, what do you mean? We just said before the Tzimtzum is Helam. Another Helam. Obviously, we have to understand the difference between... So we have like this, the difference between... Just like we understood the difference between not existential to existential, that's Eir. From existential, we go to a state of Helam and Gili, of a, a, a specific desire that is connected a makiv to a primi, but it's all within the state of Lifni Simpson, which generally speaking is all Gili La'atzme. It's all within the divine. It's existential divine. Ak, you have to remember, is now on the other side of the curtain. On the other side of the curtain, we also have all these levels. But remember, he said before that Tehira Yilah, after the Tzimtzum, is Tehira Tata. In other words, right now we're talking, like if you think of it this way, if, if Atmos is like going downward into more and more Makiv, Makiv Prati, Primi Ratzon Hashara, so then from the bottom up, Ak is like so called, that now is all transferred after the Tzimtzum in a very subtle state, and you now go through, so it's all Helam, but now it's a Helam already in existence. When you're talking about Ak, you're already talking about something that... If you don't have Ak, for example, you don't have Mesir's Nefesh. You don't have Nasa Vanishma. You don't have Bittl. Because the Bittl, the things, the things that are before the symptom are not effective after the symptom. They are the root of it all. So it's almost like this. You have existence. You have the root of existence in Ak. They won't impact. Right. And that, that, right. They won't impact because they're not really part of existence. But at the same time, just like the Eir, remember I said before, the Eir is not a mocker for Makifim, but everything comes from it. The Lifnei Tzimtzum is not a mocker for after Tzimtzum, but everything comes from it also. But subtly, in Lifnei Tzimtzum itself, the bottom line is it's all steps for us to be able to connect. When you talk Lifnei Tzimtzum, you're really connecting through extrapolation. That meaning, you know, I know it comes from there. When you talk after the Tzimtzum, it's more has actual impact. But relatively speaking, let's not forget our classic line, Asiyah is also pretty far from us. 
So, based on that, ak. That's why we say that Yeshua shein arech ak legabasi is ak is an arech legabatzmos. Because in, in, in a joking way, you can say for us, asiyah ruchnis is as distant as ak is and and lifni atim tumis. So helam shein b'mitzias it presents atmos. No, helam shein b'mitzias means in existence. It would be the Helm Shane Mitzvah, the usual classic example is a Flintstone. No, no, not necessarily. Oh, yeah, the, the fact that it has a transcendent element comes from, and not necessarily Atmos. From, yeah, the fact that Ak has it because Ak is rooted in uh, the Eren Sof, the Fnead Simpson. Yeah, let's continue here. Mogin Yeshenu is the next level. The shield of our salvation, is that what he says? Salvation, I like redemption more. Yeshua. Sure. This is shield of our deliverance. Of our deliverance. Okay, deliverance is good. The shield of our deliverance. Okay, it's all words. Bechinis yitzira the clothes. That's the macrocosmic yitzira. Akudim. The moganu shabab bechinis gili. Mogan the shield is already revealed. In Ak, it's still concealed. It's only a, a what we call it, a uh, a rock. Five minutes. It's eleven. Avram that's what we say by Avram. We say, I am yours. I will be a shield to you. The shield of Avram. Avram is Akudim. Avram is a level of Akudim. That's Yitzir the Klolos. Ten energies in one container. Like it says in Yitzchayim. Sharakudim, chapter one. That's Akudim. He bound Yitzchak, his son. That's the level of Akudim. Interesting. That's the level of Yitzira, the macrocosmic Yitzira, level of revelation. We call that refuge for us. Now it's the clothes, the macrocosmic Asiya. It's based on the verse God, the warrior, God's focus, God battles for us. He is our refuge. Means he's with us. It's much more premium. Huh? Okay, whatever that means. It sounds very Christian. In a state of Asiya. Okay. All this is Makifim, remember. And Kiruv. And I like that he calls it Kiruv first. This is all Kiruv. Above, it's called Kiruv. Kitsur. Same things in the Kenegad, these five in Baruch Shama, there's the five in Yetzirah, which is the Bichus Yetzirah. The God of the world is the Creator. That's the only way we can define, describe Atmos. Describe. Because that shows that he's an existence that comes from within himself, self generated existence. A non existential type of existence. It's level two. Not the five. This is the first two before the five. But that's an infinite light that's higher than desire and source of all of all transcendence. Now comes the, the next five. That's the rotsna pasha that just shama baruch shomer. That's the one that says the desire for existence. That's Yechida. Mark of Yechida. Adenu Zeno has shot about Is already how in this desire he imagines, envisions, allocates, and, uh, and estimates. Mark of the Chaya Shanesan Ezba Primi. That's the Mark of Chaya that gives strength to the imminent. Sur, 
Mizgaveno, here Sur is interesting, like a Rosh Hashanah Sur. Makshav Agdum Adak, the primordial thought of Ak. Mogin Yeshenu, here also. Yitzir the Klolos, that's a Yitzir macrocosm. Mizgav Badenu, Badenu here is now like that. I'm not sure why. Asiyah the Klolos, that's Asiyah macrocosm. Okay, so we finished chapter 72. We covered these five or seven levels. We did page 135 and 136.